The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Before the feast of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. The devil had already induced Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot, to hand him over. So during supper, Fully aware that the Father had put everything into his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God, he arose from supper and took off his outer garments. He took a towel and tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel around his waist. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Master, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, Unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. Simon Peter said to him, Master, then not only my feet, but my hands and head as well. Jesus said to him, Whoever has bathed has no need except to have his feet washed, for he is clean all over. So you are clean, but not all. For he knew who would betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet and put his garments back on and reclined at table again, he said to them, Do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. If I, therefore, the master and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow, so that as I have done for you, you should also do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
Earlier this week, someone called me and they knew that I had just celebrated 20 years of priests and they asked me a question. They said, Father Sean, if, if you could give advice to yourself 20 years ago, what advice would you give young Father Sean? I said, wow, that's, that's a great question. I'm going to have to ponder that, reflect on that, and get back to you. But it was really a providential time to, to ask me that question. For, for tonight, we as a church, we, we celebrate the great gift of the institution of the priesthood and of the Eucharist. And it's really, I think, a question I just invite my, my brother priests to, to maybe ask themselves, like, if, if I could give some advice to my young self just ordained, what would I say? For me, having reflected on it, I think the first thing that I would say is to, to, reverence, to reverence the gift of the priesthood that you had been given. It was on April 6th, here in this church, 2002, when I was ordained. And, and shortly after the ordination, while everyone else is eating, the tradition is the priest starts giving out blessings. Giving out, right? Uh, people are coming up, they want the blessing of the newly ordained priest. I was there for hours, and I loved it. And I was humbled by it. But my, my friends, my family, people always just knew me as Sean, are now saying, Father... May I have your blessing? And, and every time they said, Father, it was just reminding me something has changed in me. Something has, has changed profoundly in my life and even how they see me. And it, it surprised me a couple of times as, as I was giving people a blessing. They, a couple of people just grabbed my hand and they, they kissed my hand and I really wasn't prepared for that. And then... Hours later, as I was going to sleep, trying to sleep, I was unpacking the day, reviewing the events of the day. I remember just sitting there, laying there in my bed, and just being at awe of the gift of the priesthood that has just been given to me. And I can remember just holding my hands in front of me and just kissing the, the, the outside palms of my hand. And... I would say to my young self, remember that. Remember the gift that has been given to you. Reverence the gift. Your hands are consecrated. Don't take them for granted, but take them as granted. I think I would say to myself, as well as a priest now for 20 years, I would say to my young self, you're about to experience something in these following years that is something of a, of a, of a fascination for you. The, the Marvel movies that will be coming out. One after another, it seems. And, and I've been so like amazed and attracted by these different stories of people given these supernatural gifts to serve the common good and to protect them. I would tell my young self, you share something in common with them. 
Your superpower is more hidden. It's hidden in the mystery of your priesthood. And it's not in your hands. It's in your heart. You see, when, when, when I was ordained, and, and, and the guys behind me would know this, and the guys who are about to be ordained know this, we, we learned this in school, that we have a theological language for this, that it's called in persona Christi, that when, you're, when the bishop lays his hands on you, he confers this tremendous grace that your heart, your soul is configured to Christ. We, we say in persona Christi that when, when I speak and I act in the person of Christ at Mass, this is my body, this is my blood, it's Jesus speaking through me, acting through me. When I'm in the sacrament of confession and someone comes with their heavy burden of sin and I say, I absolve you, it's not me, Sean. It's the person of Jesus Christ speaking through me. I knew that. What I did not know, or maybe I didn't fully understand, and I would say to my younger self, just being ordained, something else has really happened to you. Your heart, Sean, has been changed. Because when you're ordained, a priest's heart is expanded. He has a greater capacity to receive and give love than anyone else because his heart is conformed to Christ. He shares in Christ's heart. And that's what our world aches for. Our world aches for someone who will care about the brokenness in our heart, who wants to hear about our dreams and our sorrows. And where do I take that brokenness to? The heart of a priest, it's an amazing mystery, but it's been expanded to love like no other heart. That's what I would say to my young self. You know, recently I watched the latest Spider-Man movie. Spoiler alert. There's something that was said in a previous episode or sequel of Spider-Man. I remember the first time I heard it, and then when I heard it again, it just, it deeply touched me. Peter Parker, talking to his Uncle Ben in, in the previous versions, is like, he goes, he's got this great gift that's been given to him. What am I going to do with it? How, what does my life look like? And Uncle Ben said, with great power, Peter, comes great responsibility. And so today, as we celebrate the, the institution of the priesthood, the gift of the Eucharist, when Jesus brings his disciples together and this gift is being imparted to them, he doesn't have a, a one-liner that they will remember for the rest of their life. Really, he doesn't say much at all with his words. But in his actions, he said something that left a deep impression on them as he washed their feet. As he washed their feet, Jesus said very little. And as the gospel unfolds today, I can just hear the silence. Because Jesus gives no indication of what he's about to do. He just gets up and he starts washing their feet. And as, as I pray with this, I just can hear like the water. 
just being poured over their feet and then dripping into the basin as he goes from one disciple to the next. And then he comes to Peter, and that's where the silence stops. Then you can start to hear that, wow, there's tension going on, at least in Peter, and I think in the other disciples. They're going, I don't know why he's doing this, but Peter's like, well, if you're not going to say something, I am. And Peter's question to Jesus is a rhetorical question. Are you going to wash my feet? (laughs) He's trying to soften the blow for Jesus because he's like, that's not happening. And as, as, as Jesus insists, Peter really lays it down hard. Never, never, Lord, will you wash my feet. And then Jesus says something that makes Peter acquiesce. It just breaks down his resistance. He says, if you don't let me, you can have no part of my inheritance. And then Peter's all in. (laughs) Get my head, get my hands, get all of me, Jesus. He's like, no, your feet, that's good. But what is Jesus' inheritance that Peter wants? He goes, Jesus, I want to be with you. I want to share in your life. I want to share in your ministry. I want to share in your kingdom. And then Peter, he's, he's all in. You know, for those of you who are going to have your feet washed tonight, what you share in common with the disciples is that you did not ask to have your feet washed. I've been doing this for like almost 20 years, right? And I don't think I remember anyone saying, oh, please, can you wash my feet? It's like, it's like more often than not, people say no, or they come up with excuses, why not them? Why? Because it's humbling. For those you can have your feet washed, already you've been humbled. You did not ask of it, it was asked of you. And you know, there's something about being vulnerable as we kind of take our shoes off and our socks off. You know, it's like, it's maybe one of the less presentable places of our body where it's just like, do you really have to go there? But I think there's something really significant about Jesus choosing to wash their feet. Because I'm sure that had they been given advance notice, like maybe some of you, you would have made sure you washed and scrubbed beforehand. But you know what? The truth of the gospel is that Jesus comes to us as we are, not as we prefer to be. He wants us to come as we are. Yeah, I got calluses. But you know, I think there's something about the feet is somehow a doorway to the heart. Because when you're having your feet washed, as the disciples are having their feet washed, I think our default setting is to look down. And maybe in our life, our default setting is to look down. It's hard to look up. And Jesus knows that we're going to try to avert our gaze from him, that there's a natural resistance to do so. So he goes to their feet, and it's like they have to look at him. Because I know that Jesus was looking at each disciple as they washed their feet. And he was saying something with his eyes to them. And he does love them. And he cares for them. And that their dirt does not scare him or push him away. And so it is true for you and it is true for me. Jesus meets us where we prefer not to be met. So that in those areas of vulnerability, we can hear him say, I'm calling you. 
I'm inviting you, come as you are, and let me wash your feet. Because the lesson that Jesus has given the disciples, until you let me wash your feet, you cannot wash others. You cannot minister to others until you let me minister to you. And so I think the invitation of the gospel today is that as, as those who are having their feet washed here, it's just to reflect as the music's playing and, and this rite is unfolding. Lord, what are the areas of my life maybe that I'm hiding from you, I'm resisting to let you go? That I might trust in your unconditional love and that my dirt doesn't, doesn't scare you away. It actually draws you to me. I want to believe that, Lord. I want to come to you as I am and let you wash over me. Maybe, maybe you've been away from the sacrament of confession for a while. Just hear Jesus say, don't be afraid. Come. Come back. And that's where you experience my love and my mercy when you were just so much in desperate need of it and I can't help myself. Don't let the shame hold you back from the gaze of his unconditional love. The gift that we celebrate today is the gift of his mercy that comes to us through the priesthood, through the sacraments. The church could not exist without the Eucharist. And so it needs the priesthood. cannot exist without the priesthood. But you know what? The priesthood cannot exist without you. The priesthood cannot exist without you. Because I'm going to tell you what my, my, my secret hidden superpower is. My secret superpower is your prayers. And I know that the priest behind me would say the same thing. We cannot do what we do if it isn't for you. And I know people who are praying for me daily, intentionally. And that, those prayers carry me, sustain me, and encourage me. I feel their love. I feel their support. I feel your love. I feel your support. I just want to just encourage you to continue to pray for us because we can't do it without you. I close with a prayer. It's on the back of my, my holy card. My holy card, my ordination card. It is invitation to be holy. I'm not there yet, but it is something for me that when I was just ordained, I strive for. And every so often I look at it again and I say, this is, this is what I want. This is what I desire to be. And it's my prayer as I share it with you. You will pray for us that we may we may live this prayer, be this prayer. To live in the midst of the world with no desire for its pleasures. To be a member of every family yet belonging to none. To share all sufferings, to penetrate all secrets. To heal all wounds to daily go from men to God to offer him their homage and petitions and to return from God to men to bring them his pardon and his hope, to have a heart of fire for charity and a heart of bronze for chastity, to bless and to be blessed forever. O God, what a life, and it is yours, O priest, of Jesus Christ. Amen.